the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. Hey guys, Bud Elliott here, and welcome back to the Cover 3 College Football Podcast. And we have a special guest today. It's Brett Yormark of the Big 12, new commissioner, Brett Yormark. Brett, welcome to the show, man. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be here. No doubt. So you, you kind of took an interesting path uh, to getting that Big 12 commissioner spot. I, I saw you were at NASCAR. You were also, I think, what was it, president of, of, of business operations for Rock Nation. What, what made you want to jump into the college sports space? It's a great question. Uh, I, I've always aspired to be in the college space. Um, you know, as crazy it might sound, I've, I've always had a personal progression ladder. And somewhere on that ladder, I wanted to end up in college sports. Uh, I was thinking about really may, maybe the AD route. But when this opportunity presented itself, I ran to it. Uh, lots of upside, a lot of potential. Big fan of the Big 12. And although I was a late entry in the process, it all worked out. No doubt about it. Um, your league right th- this year is is off to a, a great start. I mean, five ranked teams, and you know, to me that's impressive. But it, on, on a podcast where we really look at, at sort of all the teams and, and pride ourselves on on discussing all the teams because every team has fans on some level, I, I'm impressed as well that your league really has no bad teams this year. If you look at some of these power ratings, the the worst one, if we can call it that, is sort of in the 70s. You don't have those teams that are hanging out in sort of the the bottom 20 or the bottom 30 of the country. What what are your but thoughts you, on the start? You're, well, first of all, you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, th- we're off to a great start. Um, a- every game's exciting. 60% of our teams are in the top 25. This weekend, obviously, we've got the two remaining undefeated teams playing each other, Oklahoma State, TCU. Every weekend's a battle. Uh, there's a lot of parity in this league. And when you, when you look at some of the um, rankings and numbers across all the conferences, we're leading all the conferences in the country in uh, total yards, points scored. So it, it's an exciting type of football. It's engaging our fans. Uh, and every week matters. Uh, and there's no off week, really, in the Big 12. It's a battle. It, it, it's really uh, NFL-like in, in a way. And when you have so many of these teams that are, are somewhat evenly matched, uh, the ratings you guys had to be seeing for these games have to be pretty good so far. Yeah, ratings are up, which is terrific. Attendance is up. Um, most of our schools are playing to 95% plus capacity. So the fans are voting yes 
not only for their teams, but for, for the conference. So it's a really exciting time. And it only gets better next year when we have the four new schools coming in, UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati, and all of them are playing quite well this year too. So uh, a strong conference gets stronger next year from top to bottom. Absolutely. I, I saw your comments on, on College Game Day recently, and I also saw that uh, Game Day did one of their best numbers in a while uh, for going to a new place as opposed to just going to another SEC or you know Big Ten type school. Uh, there's some chance that your teams in this league knock each other out of playoff contention because it is as balanced as we just discussed. It, I bet you're wishing that you had the, the expanded playoff for this year because there's actually a shot that just if you look at some of the simulations, the Big 12 could have multiple teams in the expanded well, playoff yeah. given this year. Well, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it, it, it's it's a battle every week. But from that perspective, and when you think about the CFP and expanded format, you know, it's very, very exciting, the possibility of going to 12 teams. Obviously, when you look at a conference like the Big 12, at the start of every season, there will be many contenders for those 12 spots coming from the Big 12, just given the parity and the comparative spirit that exists in our conference. So, um, I'm excited about the conversations that are going on with the expanded format. And I think from our perspective, we could benefit quite nicely from it. Speaking of, of expansion, I, I live here in Orlando. A lot, a lot of my buddies on the neighborhood group chat uh, went to UCF. So they're really excited about, about joining the Big 12. You mentioned Houston and BYU as well as Cincinnati. Where where do you see the Big 12 expanding next if, if you could have it your way? Well, as I've said, dating back to July, for us, it's it's all about the value equation. And if we expand, you know, is it additive? And, you know, I've said before, you know, the, the fourth time zone would be very interesting for us. It would provide scheduling flexibility to our media partners. Obviously, we're in three time zones now post the expansion that, you know, comes into play in, in July of 23. Um, so it's a very interesting time for us. Do we have to expand? No, there's no mandate that we need to do it. But if it's additive, if it creates value, if it's the right cultural fit, the right competitive fit, then we'll pursue it. Um, and right now, you know, we're vetting all, every and all possibilities. And, and just for our viewers at home, when, when you talk about that that late time slot, we, we are talking about obviously the one that it would be tough for your teams in the central time zone to play like a game that kicks off at like 930 central. But yeah, I mean, we're talking West Coast. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, how do you market this? as you guys go into this round of, of TV negotiations. So it's no secret that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving for the SEC. It really couldn't have the rest of these teams in this league playing better uh, at, at this time. It, it's it's a nice hand to be dealt when you go into negotiations, I'm sure. What what are you hearing uh, so far, if you can get into that at all? And, and what are you hearing from your member schools as well? Well, first of all, you know, this conference is bigger than any two schools. I mean, and and in all due respect to Texas and Oklahoma, big brands, national brands, but we've got great brands from top to bottom in this conference. And as I said earlier, we're going to add four great schools to the conference. So I'm very excited about the future um, as it relates to how we market the conference. And, and I've said this before, my goal is to make this conference very national, to contemporize who we are and, and um, what we're doing. And, and I think that's going to come in time. Uh, we've got great media partners in ESPN and Fox, and they're doing an incredible job and in helping create a narrative for us, a new narrative for the Big 12. Uh, in fact, right now I'm in New York City and we're on a bit of a New York media blitz. And, you know, we need to storytell more so than ever before. And we're going to do that. Last week, I hired our first ever CMO um, because I think there's a there's a lot we can be doing when you think about the Big 12 brand and our narrative. 
And um, it's a great and very exciting time for the Big 12 right now. And we have a lot to tell people and we're going to do it. So, so Brett, expanding on that, you mentioned creating the narrative. If, if what, what, in your words, is that narrative? Like, what, what do you want people to know the Big 12 as? From a narrative perspective, I want us to get younger. I want us to get a little cooler, more contemporary. I want us to connect to youth culture in a way that we haven't before. I want to get it on the consciousness of future student athletes where they're voting yes because of everything we stand for and the things we're doing from a conference perspective. And then once they vote vote yes for the Big 12, then we give them 12 great choices to choose from when you think about our member institutions. And that means being national and it means doing things differently. And I think you'll see a lot of that unfold over the course of the coming months. We're going to hire a new ad agency of record because I think creatively we need a little firepower. Um, so we're, 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 we're changing things up a little bit in an effort to create that new narrative. And um, you'll see that kind of seat being seated over the course of the next couple of months. And then in July, when we ultimately welcome our four new member institutions, you'll be able to visually see and experience the new Big 12. Absolutely. Uh, Brett, are, are, do you have schools that are actively, I know you guys can't reach out to them necessarily, but do you have schools that are actively reaching out to you? And if so, what, what are they asking you? What are they asking your member schools? Well, we have schools reaching out to us, you know, pretty often. I mean, I think the, the narrative out there right now is that things are changing at the Big 12 and people want to be a part of it. But again, as I said earlier, we don't need to expand. And if we do, it's truly have to, it has to be additive. But I respond to every email and every call because I think that's the right thing to do. And, you know, we're, we're engaged in different conversations. But um, ultimately, um, you know, we'll do what's in the best interest of the conference long term. That might or might not include expansion. We'll wait and see and, and play it out. Uh, timeline wise, obviously, ballpark and negotiations are, are, are not uh, not the form necessarily. When do you think it, it is likely a new Big 12 deal could be done? And would you expect at, at that point, uh, you know, future Big 12 expansion to stop or are you, like, are you think you know, could possibly continue post that? What, what are, are you, your kind are of you, thoughts on timeline? Are you referencing the, our, our TV deal or? Yes. Yeah, the, the, so, the coming TV deal as well as how it pairs with expansion. So I've publicly stated uh, about a month ago that we started conversations with ESPN and Fox. And those conversations are ongoing. Um, and, and we all have been very engaged. I think ESPN and Fox like the direction of the Big 12. Um, they, they like our existing schools and they love the new additions. And we'll see whether that ultimately materializes in an early extension. If not, we'll wait 16 months and go at it again. So there's no guarantees, but I like the momentum. I like the fact that ESPN and Fox are very engaged with us and that they're voting yes for this conference. It's going to come down ultimately to the economics and we'll see what's in the best interest of all the parties and whether we can get something done now or we need to wait 16 months. When we talk about reaching out to younger audiences, right, we also look to the pro sports world. And one thing that the pro sports world is doing that so far the college sports world is not. And it's understandable that they wouldn't because of the sort of the nature of, of collegiate sports, if you will. Uh, but that's in, involving you know gambling, right? And like you see all, all these odds constantly on the NFL pregame show. You're starting to see a little more on the college pregame shows, but everybody knows it's coming. Just the, the timeline for that kind of depends. How do you think the Big 12 could fit in with you know potential uh, you know sportsbook type partners or just a, a greater focus on that given the competitiveness of all your games like you're not dealing with a whole lot of you know 30 point spreads hey i'm turning this off at midway through the third quarter and going to bed 
when you watch a Big 12 game because the league is so balanced. Well, sports betting is certainly something that everyone is is exploring and analyzing and thinking about. And, you know, I'm doing the same. And we've we're working with, you know, third parties on going through the data and determining, you know, when and if this is something we should be thinking about more seriously than we are now. And I think over the coming months, you know, we'll, we'll have a better idea of where we should or should not go. Um, but certainly something that we're aware of. I know what the other leagues are doing. And we've got to determine if this is something that's right for the Big 12 or not. For sure. Back to the, you know, the topic of expansion. When you, when you all did expand, did you give any thought process to getting teams, obviously, when you required a couple that are a little bit closer geographically to West Virginia? I mean, UCF is at least in the same time zone. Cincinnati is a, something you could road trip, obviously, from, you know, if you're a Mountaineers fan. What, do you have schools reaching out to you and saying, hey, like, we need somebody that's more of a drivable partner for us? What, what, what goes into that? Well, I, I can't speak to what was done before I got here. But, you know, from where I sit today, I think Bob Bowlesby, uh, the, the prior commissioner did a fantastic job in his recovery efforts. You know, when Texas and Oklahoma decided they were going to go to the SEC, Bob very quickly had, you know, targets that he wanted to go after. And I think the selection of the four schools are truly additive. Um, yes, it gets us into a third time zone, but beyond that, they're, they're just a great fit in every way possible, both on the field and off. So we're thrilled that they're now going to be part of the Big 12 family. But I can't speak to what the motivating factors were because I wasn't here. We, we constantly hear in, in the sort of sports media, especially the sports media that covers media, right, about how football, 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 football is the driver. We need to be focused on football. I, I can't help think that in these negotiations, Big 12 basketball has to be at least somewhat valued given what Kansas has done, what Baylor has done recently. That's a great point, but you know, when you think about our basketball from top to bottom, probably the best conference in America. Um, some people would probably debate me, but just based on the on the on the numbers, I mean, we we've got a great story to tell. If you think about the upcoming season, probably six of our ten schools will be in the top twenty-five. We've won the last two national championships. We've had representation from the Big Twelve in the last four Final Fours. So the, the numbers speak very loudly about, you know, the competitive spirit of this conference. And it's only going to get better with expansion when you think of BYU and Houston and Cincinnati. So we're really excited about our basketball program, both men's and women's. And uh, you're right. I mean, uh, obviously, football gets all the attention. But when you think about the 23 sports, championship sports that we compete in from a conference perspective, last year, we won eight national championships. So we're very competitive beyond just football, and we're really proud of it. Brett, Brett, what's your position on NIL? And do you hear coaches and administrators reaching out and say we need to regulate NIL? Or how do we, are they worried about staying competitive in NIL space with, with the size of some of these collectives now? Lots of different perspectives. You know, I was on a listening learning tour my first two weeks and met with a lot of the coaches. Everyone has their own perspective. But from where I sit, you know, I'd love to see uniformity. And consistency, um, and and I think you know the commissioners um, are are all thinking that way as well. And um, time will tell where NIL goes, um, but um, you know everyone has their own different perspective on it right now. But I, I I played a little bit with NIL when I was at Rock Nation. I was on the other side of things, but now as a commissioner, you know I would like consistency. 
um, across, you know, college sports. And uh, I think that's going to have to happen legislatively. Um, but we'll see what happens in the future. Kevin Warren recently, the commissioner of the Big Ten, has been pretty open that he thinks eventually uh, athletes are going to be paid, you know, as part of the cut of these coming TV contracts. Is that something you you agree with him? And is that a factor in your negotiations, these things, in terms of trying to get a cut for the athletes? Well, listen, I think student-athletes are priority. You know, one of the great things I saw on campus, you know, when I went on this listening and learning tour, was the investments that each of our institutions are making in student-athletes and putting them in a position to be the best version of themselves and investing in student-athletes in every way possible. When you think of mentoring and the, the world-class resources on campus, can we be doing more? Of course, we can always be better. Um, but um, I'm not here to discuss changing the system or not today, but um, obviously everything's under consideration. And to the extent we can get to a, a better place, I'm sure as an industry, we will. All right, Brett, really enjoyed the time. I did take TCU and Oklahoma State with my number one pick for our, our, our watch, watch draft that we do every Wednesday on Cover 3. So appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Pleased to be here. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.